0: Well, those of you who've been watching this know last last Sunday I began a series of sermons going through some of the familiar stories of the Bible, and we began with Genesis 1. And if you saw it, if you saw this video, you know that what I was suggesting that the whole story of Genesis 1 is that God brings order and system to the chaos of life. Now we're going to go to... uh, Genesis 2, and we'll find that within that system, within that within that order that God creates, he creates man and screws it all up. Here's what it says. Thus were the heavens and the earth finished, and the host of them, and on the seventh day God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, And God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all his work, which he had done in creation. Now these were the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb in the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, there was no man to till the ground. But a mist came up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And then the Lord God formed man of the dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils breath of life, and the man became a living thing. And the Lord God planned a guard, planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made it to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good, good for the food. The tree of life also he planted in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river flowed out of Eden to the water of the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. And the gold of the land that is good, Bedlium, and the ox of the stone are there. The name of the second river is Gion, and it is one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The Lord God took the man, and he put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the knowledge, but of the tree of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it you shall die. And then the Lord God has said, It is not good for the man that he should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what they would be called. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. And the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for the man, there was no found a helper fit for him. There was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, God took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man, and then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and cleaves to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. There's some things that difference in Christ's grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord, Our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, there are some things that aren't really self evident when you read this chapter. What is self evident is that God created everything. And that's, you know, that's kind of our our standard message that God created everything, created the sun and the moon and the stars, and He named them. And this was a biblical way of saying that we need not fear. We need not fear lesser gods because at the time of Genesis was put together, people were worshiping the stars and the moons and thunder and lightning, and people were worshiping and giving sacrifices to all of these forces of nature that they thought were controlling them. And, And the Bible says they're not controlling. They're all under God's control. Worship God and do not you know, for example, do not throw virgins off of towers or sacrifice people in order to appease the gods of nature, because the gods of nature, while they have physical power, have no spiritual power. And then he gets, and he gets all the all the animals, and many religions of the world basically worship animals as containing the spirit of God. He says, "No, I just created all those for for man's benefit." But when he gets to man, he discovers that a person, one man alone, doesn't have any meaning, that life has no meaning if we just exist on an island all by ourselves. And so he creates woman. And in a sense what he's doing is creating all other human beings. Because this man is not fit for man to be alone, he needs a helper, meet for him. And that's of course the where we take our whole concept of marriage, but it's also where we take our whole concept of needing other people. Because by ourselves, we aren't God. By ourselves, we are just meaningless in a way. But when we have other people in our lives, so we have other people we can commit to, we can care for, we can take reproach from, once we have other people in our lives, then we find that we can rise to our full uh, potential. That's, I find out who I am by being in relationship to you. And my purpose, if I can't be of purpose to you, if I can't be of purpose to my wife or my children, then I don't have much purpose at all. And so, God has created nature. He's created mankind. He's given mankind, not the power to rule over nature, but the power once again to bring order out of the chaos to bend fire and wood and building materials to to for our dwelling place we can fly over the skies we can do almost anything we need to do but we can't really go outside of god's design so i need you to be in my life for me to be a person i need nature to be part of my life Not so that I can control it, but so that I can use it in the ways that God meant it to be. And the more I can be in balance with other people and with the nature that God created, the more I'm going to be a complete person and one that finds not only peace, but purpose in life. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Our Lord in heaven, we do thank you for all the blessings you've given us. And we ask you to be with us today. We ask you to watch over those who are sick and those who are victims of wars, of natural disasters, and all who suffer. We ask you to help all who, to bless all those who help, for our medical personnel and our utility workers and our policemen and firefighters and our doctors and nurses and all the medical personnel. We pray for our president, for our governor. We pray for all the men and women in our armed forces And we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you give each of you God's peace. Thank you for watching us. We hope you have a blessed week.